Turn in your Bibles, if you would, to the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. If you don't know where Ecclesiastes is, you can do like me. You go to the book of Psalms, Proverbs, and then Ecclesiastes. There's a couple things I need to explain about the message tonight. It is not the message that I would normally preach on the Sunday night before Christmas. You know, typically, I I don't know if all pastors are like this, but typically I would uh, like to preach a Christmas message. But, uh, and in a way, this one kind of is. But when I, uh, my my weekly habit is I finish, I I work on and try and finish on Thursdays, uh, Sunday morning's message, and then the same thing on Friday, my I spend both days typically in my office studying both days. And <clears throat> when I, uh, this Friday, we had to, after I was done studying, we had to run to Reno and take care of a few errands very quickly. And, and on the way, I think it was on the way to Reno, I looked at my wife and I said, well, what do we got going tomorrow? And uh, other than the caroling, there was nothing on the calendar, which is kind of unusual. And I said, she said, why? I said, well, I think I need to write a new sermon. And uh, I, and she said, why? And I said, well, I said, the sermon that God gave me for Sunday night is not normally what I would want to preach the night before, you know, the last Sunday before Christmas. And, and um, so I had all intentions of waking up Saturday morning and spending a good part of Saturday in the office working out a new message. And, and I tried and God, God just shut it down. And he said, uh, this is what I want you to preach. So there's somebody here tonight. I am convinced there is someone here tonight who needs this message other than me. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> it was a, it, it, I enjoyed studying for it. It was a blessing. God showed me some things about my own life and through the studying. But <clears throat> anyway, somebody here needs this message. And I hope you're listening because... Uh, uh, here we go. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Now, I'm going to give you some dates, and if you're taking notes, you may want to write these down. You may not. I don't know. It, 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 it may not make a difference to you. <clears throat> but according to the Farmer's Almanac, in 2019, spring will begin on March 20th <clears throat> at 5.58 p.m. Now, isn't that exciting news? Oh boy! <laughs> Man, I'm going to write that down. <clears throat> it's called the vernal equinox. Now, I didn't look up what a vernal equinox is, but because I really don't care. 12 hours a day and 12 hours a night. Oh, is that what it? Oh, okay. Okay, there you go. Summer begins with the summer solstice. Whatever that is. There you go. That's even better yet. Man, you're just a walking encyclopedia. <laughs> Man, <clears throat> boy, oh boy, living with living with him must be exciting. <clears throat> the, su- <laughs> the summer solstice is uh, June 21st, 2019 at 11.54 a.m. <clears throat> the autumn uh, or fall uh, begins with the... Uh, uh, yeah, that thing, the autumnal equinox. 
yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. That, that is on September 23rd uh, at 3.50 a.m. I'm not going to sit up and wait. Okay, I'm just saying. And then winter begins with the winter solstice. Shortest day of the year. Okay, the shortest day of the year. Uh, December 21st, uh, 2019. Now, I believe that happened, what, two days ago? Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, I, I, want, I, I think it's important that we all know this stuff, so I, that's why I gave it to you. Now, how many of you actually wrote it down or are going to put it on your calendar? Good for you, Lily. Okay. <laughs> the, 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 the truth is, the truth is, most people prefer one season over the other. Uh, <clears throat> you know, very seldom do you do you find anybody who likes all four seasons. Most people like one in particular. Now, my wife uh, likes fall. That that's that's her thing. Uh, she she likes the fall. Uh, I think it has more to do with the uh, the, the cool evenings and the and the uh, cooking and the and the and the pumpkin pie and all the uh, accoutrements of Thanksgiving. I don't know, but that's just kind of how I've always interpreted that. Uh, <clears throat> I enjoy that time of year too, but it's not my favorite. My favorite, actually. Anybody know? Nope. It's a winter. Okay. And I, and I, I actually, I, I, I kind of spent some time pondering the insanity of winter being my favorite time of the year. And I came up with a few things. One is the cool, the cool or the cold evenings. And the, this sounds silly. I know it does. But there's something about seeing my breath that I just, I enjoy that. Uh, the other night, I, I put the dog out. And I realized it was cold, and I stuck my head out the back door and went. <sighs> I just, I just think I, maybe it's because I grew up in L.A. and I never got to do that. I, I don't know, but I just, I, I, I love that cold, refreshing, whatever. One of the things that I like about the winter is the purity of new snow, and it reminds me of Isaiah chapter one, verse eighteen. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And when my wife and I moved here 10 years ago, in fact, uh, on my birthday was 10 years. Uh, We moved here on my birthday. What a present. (laughs) But... You know, yeah, but you know, one of the one of the criticisms that we have of living in this region is the fact that everything's brown. And yeah, everything, right, Rolando? Yeah. <laughs> and the first winter that we were here, obviously, was when we moved here. My wife made the observation that. Wow, the the snow on the mountains kind of kind of softens the the rough, rugged terrain that we live in, and and that and that's kind of 
why I, I don't know. That's another reason I like winter. I just like the snow and the purity of it, and the and the you know there's nothing there's nothing like walking across new snow, being the first one to put a footprint in it. I I don't know. Just I guess I'm weird. But the thing that I like about winter the most is the promise of new life that's coming. It's the cycle, if you would. Melanie and I were talking the other day, and and uh, she mentioned, and this is where the Christmas part of this whole thing's coming in. <clears throat> we were talking about the fact that we miss having the children around to open presents. You know, there's just something about watching. You know, I, I remember when both of our kids were little, <clears throat> they used to play with the paper more than they did the present. And, and, and yeah, and the boxes. And yeah, you know, and it was, there, there was just something that just really cool about that. But we're in a different season of life now. And, you know, it's just, that's part of the, the changing of seasons. I remember one year, I, I couldn't tell you what year it was, but I just remember one year having scooped up all the wrapping paper in the living room and put it all in the, out in the trash and then trying to put together all the toys that had been unpacked. Realizing that there was a small part of one of those toys that had gotten taken out with the trash. Y'all been there? Y'all feel my pain? Okay, okay, we've all been there. And I had to stand out and, 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 and one by one unroll every piece of wrapping paper and, and you know I found it on the bottom of the trash can. Of course, yes. One year I remember, <clears throat> thanks to my mom and dad, having to stay up. You know, they, you know, this is a great thing about grandparents. When they are across the country, they just send money and tell you what to buy, and then you get to buy it and put it together. Bikes. Yeah, and this one year, I don't know what it was, but I, I, I literally was up all night putting stuff together, and, and yeah, I was, I was hating life but I'm missing it now. You know, we complain about things like that when we're going through them, but now you miss them. And to be perfectly honest, we're kind of in the gift card age of season of life, if you would. You know, as you know, a couple of days ago was my birthday. And my mom gave me a, a gift card to Lowe's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and she apologized. She's like, she's like, I feel guilty giving gift cards. I said, Mom, I said, the problem is, and, and this is the season of life that I'm in, the, the woodworking tools and equipment and things that I use are too expensive. To, to for people to buy. So I accumulate gift cards until I can afford to go buy them. And I said, it, it's perfect, Mom. Don't worry about it. Well, she's still stressed about it, but that's okay. But see, we, we cycle through seasons. 
And <clears throat> oftentimes we fail to recognize the working of God in our lives. The title of my message tonight is God is working in our lives. God is working in our lives. I must tell you the thing that actually spurred this sermon uh, was I was on Friday on Friday morning uh, getting ready to uh, preach a completely different message and and <clears throat> I was uh, on my computer and I happened to see an article that uh, uh, I wouldn't call him a friend I know who he is but he has no clue who I am uh, so I can't really call him a friend but a, a man that I know had written a very 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 simple article based on the sermon tonight. So the, some of this is not original with, to me, but the thought originated with his article. And it so touched my heart. Uh, I, I, God just poured out uh, the, the thoughts tonight. Just, just, it was just amazing to me. <clears throat> Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Let's start, well, let's just read verse 1. To everything... There is a season and a time to every purpose under the sun. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so very much for this day. Thank you for your love and for the work that you do in our lives. And Lord, as we <clears throat> look at your word tonight, I ask that you would do a mighty work in our lives to this, this very simple passage here in Ecclesiastes. Help us, dear God, to walk with you. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. This single verse gives us two incredibly important principles of life. The first principle is everything in life has a season. The second, and I think almost more important, is every season has a purpose. <clears throat> just as we see seasons come and go in the, in the physical world that we live in, we also see these seasons cycle through our lives, do we not? Amen. And every one of the seasons has a purpose. Now, I don't remember that what I'm about to read. I don't remember if I got this off of the, uh, the, the, the almanac uh, website or I, I don't remember but I was after <clears throat> being challenged by the article that my friend had written I started doing some research on the seasons the the, the you know summer winter uh, fall and 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 uh, spring that's I'm, I know I missed one uh, anyway this is this is the article that I read and they bring up some really good interesting points here in the spring, seeds take root and vegetables begin to grow. Weather is warmer uh, uh, and often wetter. Animals wake and return from warmer climates, often with newborns, melting snow from the previous season, along with uh, increased rainfall, replenishes rivers and lakes. In the summer, temperatures may increase to their hottest of the year, Rainfalls may increase in some areas as well. 
Growth in animals and plants is at its highest. Life is abundant and the sun stays high in the sky longer. The summer solstice, right? <clears throat> in autumn or fall, temperatures cool again. Plants begin to grow dormant. Animals might prepare themselves for the upcoming cold weather by storing food or traveling to warmer regions. Winter often brings a chill. Some areas may uh, experience snow and ice, while others uh, may only see cold rain. Animals find uh, ways to warm themselves and may even change their appearance to adapt. It is, at this, it is a time of rest and replenishment. And I started thinking about the four seasons that we all know as uh, winter, spring, summer, and fall. And I started thinking about it, and and the, the, the and you got to remember, I'm real simple. Okay, there's nothing complicated about me. And the, this thought hit me, and many of you are going to go, duh, but it the thought ha- it had just never crossed my mind. But every season needs the previous season for spring to work. It needs winter. And for for summer to function properly, it needs spring. And so on and so on and so on. And I started thinking about the the the, the seasons of life that we go through. We need those seasons just like the seasons need those seasons. Seasons of growth, seasons of maturity, seasons of difficulties, and and the list can go on and on. My first point this morning, or this evening, excuse me, is everything in life has a season. Let's start reading again in verse 1. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. And a time to keep silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. Every, everything in our life has a season. A season can be defined by a start date and an end date. I read them to you. We know when they start and we know when they end. Most of us only know this information because we watch the guy on channel whatever. 
you know, and the, and the, the weatherman is kind enough to tell us when these events happen most of the time. But most of us go throughout our lives never realizing the day, just the symptoms of the change. Most of us could care less when the summer solstice is or when the winter sol or, or when the fall and, and all those things happen. Most of us really could care less. How do we know the seasons change? When the circumstances change. All of a sudden there's a there's a little bit of bite in the air, and we know that falls on its way. Summer is giving way to fall. And we know that because of the, the coolness in the air. We know that because the sun is not in the sky as late in the, in the evening as it, as it normally is in the summertime. There are certain things that happen where we know that times are changing. As hard as we try, those of you that, how many of you love summer? Okay, okay, good, about a, about a third, okay? As, as much as you love summer, have you ever been able to keep fall from coming? No. As much as I love the wintertime, spring is, spring's coming, and there's nothing I can do to change it. By the way, is there anybody else here who loves winter? Okay, okay, good. <clears throat> I'm, not, I'm not totally weird. As hard as we try, we cannot change the fact that the seasons are going to come and the seasons are going to go. God in His wisdom ordained the seasons to change. We, in a couple days, are going to celebrate the season of birth, are we not? The birth of a Savior. The season of joy and happiness, promise, excitement, and, and, and all the, the, the things that go along with Christmas. We are going to celebrate those in a couple days. And that is a season of birth. And the reality is that it, it is not just the, season, the, 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 the birth of our Savior that brings those emotions. It's the birth of any person that brings those emotions. The excitement, the joy, the, the, the happiness, and all of the emotions that come with the season of birth. A new child will learn. A new child will grow. It will experience love. And it will experience hate. It will experience achievements. And that child will eventually leave. Praise God for that. By the way, just saying. No, I'm teasing. But, but it is. What, what is it? That's a, that those are seasons, are they not? There are seasons that, that each and every one of us go through. Cass, <clears throat> this evening, shared a season. And those of us who are who are grandparents, we all smile and laugh because that season's like in the in the rearview mirror. <laughs> and someday you're going to look back, and you're going to miss it. 
Right now, you're not missing it a whole lot. <laughs> but you will. You know, there is one thing that birth ensures. Anybody know what that one thing is? Death. Birth ensures death. Well, other than the rapture. Look at verse 2. A time to be born and a time to die. Now let's talk about this season for a second. Does, is there a qualifier on the length of time between the birth and the death? No. no. I have had the, un, the, I won't say the unfortunate, the, the difficult task of sitting with multiple parents who have lost infants, asking the question, why? I don't know. Don't know. I've had the, 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 the responsibility to sit with elderly people who have lost loved ones who have been married for 50 plus years. And they look at me and they say, Pastor, why? It's part of the season. The seasons come and the seasons go. John chapter 16, verse 33. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen. There are days that I still miss my friend Bud. I remember the hours that we would spend talking together. Even though I know he's in heaven, even though I, I am convinced of beyond a shadow of a doubt he's with my Lord tonight, I still hurt inside. The season of death. A time to weep. Look at verse 4. I started, I thought, man, I could go through each one of these. And, and I thought, wow, we don't, that, that would take weeks. But verse 4, a time to weep and a time to laugh. We all understand those two, that, that season, do we not? We all understand the season of weeping. We've all been there. We've been there through the heartaches and the troubles and the trials that, that, that tend to go through our lives. And the season is going to come to an end at some time. There are times that we are going through seasons of weeping and we think, is it ever going to end? And the promise of God is, yes, it will end. But the promise of cry, a season of crying is that we will, that season of crying turns into a season of laughter. Why do, why do we enjoy laughing so much? Anybody? 
It's because we've all been through the crying season. See, we appreciate the season of laughter because we've all been through the season of tears. God gives us a wonderful promise in verse 11. Please get this. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. See, he gives us the promise here in verse 1 that the season is going to come and go. The seasons of life are going to come and go. And every season that we go through, every season that we endure is for a reason. At the beginning, I read you uh, the, 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 the necessity of having springtime. Why is it so important that we have springtime? Because springtime ushers in new growth. Summertime, that growth is at a peak, and then fall, that growth diminishes in, into winter, and then it, the cycle starts all over again. Each season has a purpose. And as we go through life and those, these different seasons of life go through our, 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 our lives, they're there for a reason. Point number two, every season there is a reason. Every season, there is a reason. Now, this is where the difficulty begins. All I can tell you is God is in control. There are times that people ask me questions and I look at them, and all I can say is, I don't know. But I can promise you this. God is in control. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9. A man's heart deviseth his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. Psalm chapter 37, verses 23 and 24. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he he shall not, excuse me, be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hands. God is in control. These seasons will come and they will go. But each one has a plan. I have a, a set of building. Uh, I have, I, 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 Chris asked me before church, he says, I don't like that house. I said, you know what? I've not even looked at it. I just went to the internet, I went to Google, and I typed in house plans. I just looked at one, copied, pasted it, put it up there. And I said, I looked at Christ. I said, you've looked at it more than I have. Now, some of you know that in, my, in a former life, <clears throat> uh, I was a builder. I, I used to build houses for a living. And <clears throat> this house, let's see, is that working? Nope. One of these days, we're going to get one of these things that works. (laughs) Oh, well. This is a, a, 
look at the look at the square footage on this house. That's a big house. Okay, now now again, I've not really looked at it. I looked at it for what about two three minutes with Chris a minute ago. I have not really looked at this house a whole lot, but I will point out that you have a stairway here. Okay, um, you have a, a pretty good sized garage. Chris doesn't like it because the dining room you have to cross a hallway between the kitchen and dining room, which is a good good Chris. I like that. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't like this house because I noticed when we were talking about there's a window in the master bathroom, master bedroom walk-in closet. I hate windows in closets. Okay. Yeah. Now, based on this drawing and my experience as a builder, could I build that house based on this drawing? I could not. Okay. Now I could build a house that would be kind of similar, but there's not enough information here. Okay. We, we don't know. Okay. This is this is this is entitled main floor. How many floors are above it or below it? It could be a 16-story house. It could be a basement. See, we don't know. There's not enough information. Right. Okay? So my point is, who would be able to build this house based on this drawing? The guy who drew it. Why? Because he knows what's missing. You get my point? The only person that could build this house based on this drawing is the guy who drew it. Your life has a plan. And sometimes in your life, this is all you get. And you think, wait a minute. Where's the rest of my life? I want to know the rest of my life. And God says, no, this is all you need to know right now. (laughs) I don't know what season of life you're going through. But I can tell you this. God has a plan for your life. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it looks like. But I can tell you what it will look like. Does that make sense? Because the reality is, every single one of us has a different plan. But the result is all the same. Does that make sense? Romans chapter 8, verse 29. For whom he did foreknow, he did predestinate to be conformed into the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. God's plan for your life. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know the journey and the seasons that you're going to have to go through to get there. 
But the goal is for you to look like Christ. And the goal is for me to look like Christ. And way too often, we get a little snapshot of our life and we think, where is God taking me? I don't know. But I know this. He's the author. He's the designer of your life. And He can take you and shape you into something glorious for His desire. But you have to understand that every season has a purpose. Every season has a purpose. Let's look at the life of Joseph from the Old Testament for a moment. Time after time, he was faced with what we would call difficult, if not unfair circumstances, would we not? He was sold into slavery by his brothers. He was, <clears throat> he was uh, uh, served in Potiphar's house. He was unjustly accused. He was in prison. And the list goes on and on and on. And that's just, a, that's just not even the tip of the iceberg. That poor guy went through it. God had a plan in his life. Did Joseph understand the plan that God had for his life? I don't believe he did. I could be wrong, but I, I don't believe he did. Did Joseph like the plan that God had for him? That is a big zero. He hated the plan. But was Joseph obedient to the plan? Absolutely. God has a plan for you and me. Do, 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 do we understand the plan that God has for our lives? No. Do we like the plan that he has for our lives? No, not always. <laughs> I mean, we have seasons, okay? There are seasons where we enjoy it. But, I, I, hey, I don't like going through seasons of difficulty. I don't like going through seasons of weeping. But I know where he's taking me. Amen. And the reality is the seasons will come and go. And we can have comfort in the fact that there's a purpose for the seasons. Because the ultimate goal is to make me more like Him. That's the goal. Now, what is our responsibility in it all? To be obedient to the plan. At the beginning, I gave you three reasons why I like winter. The cool evenings, the purity of snow, and the promise of new life to come. But I left one out on purpose. And that is this. The feeling of being able to start all over again. I don't know what it is. But when winter is over, 
I just feel like I can put all my mistakes behind me and I can tackle a new year. And to me, there's a lot of comfort in that. It's probably why I love this next verse so much. Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before. I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Paul must have understood me pretty good because to me, there's a season to put all that away. Say, you know what, God? You know, Paul here says, he makes an interesting statement here in verse verse 13. He says, I count not myself to have apprehended. What is he saying? He's saying, you know what? I don't have all the answers. I don't even pretend to have all the answers. But this one thing I do know. What has happened in the past, leave it in the past. And that, and winter time for me is the season. I don't know what it is. I, I, I can just do that. Verse 1 of Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Let's read it again. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. See, when you go through life your way, the result oftentimes is bitterness and disappointment. But when you go through life God's way, letting him direct you through the seasons of life. We come out better, not bitter. Verses 9 and 10. What profit hath he that worketh in in that uh, wherein he laboreth? I have seen the travail which God hath given to the sons of men, to be uh, exercised in it. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he has set the world uh, in their hearts so that no man can find out the works that God maketh from the beginning to the end. We're not going to figure it out. We just need to be obedient to it. A little bit different kind of message this evening. God really showed me some things about myself through this. And I don't know who needed this message tonight other than me. I, I have no clue. But I am convinced in my heart that somebody here did. The seasons of life can be difficult at best sometimes. The seasons that we cycle through. Without birth, there would be no death. But without birth, there would be no joy. No hope. 
You see how it works? You can't have one without the other. You can't have weeping without laughter, and you can't have laughter without weeping. The seasons of life are dependent on each other. And I hope that this evening that one of the things that God just really realized, made me realize was, and I I mentioned this earlier, that every of the four seasons that we go through physically are dependent on the ones that precede them. And it dawned on me that as I cycle through the seasons of life, the seasons that preceded the one that I'm in, I needed to get me where I am. Those seasons are important. And way too often we lose perspective. And we try to push God aside and live our lives the way we want to live our lives. And God will let us do that. But if we will let Him take care of our lives. Verse 11 again, He hath made everything beautiful in His time. As I think of the house plan that was up there a few minutes ago, being dependent on the author, if you would, of that blueprint, my life, every time that I have tried to run my life the way I see fit, I, I mess things up. And I need the author of the blueprints of my life to come and straighten everything out. Where are you at tonight?